0: And welcome to This Week in James City County. I'm your host, Renee Dolman. Today, I am joined by Joe Buhite. Joe is the Permitting Specialist and Inspection Supervisor for the County Stormwater and Resource Protection Division. Wow, that's a mouthful.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is. Yes, yes it, it, is. it is.
0: Well, welcome. This is your first time on the podcast. Yes,
1: it is. Thank you for having me.
0: Very excited. Well, you have come highly recommended.
1: Great. So wonderful. I'm very wonderful. much
0: looking forward to this. I know something we get a lot of phone calls about every year from citizens involves hunting. And that is something that I do not know a whole lot about. (laughs) And so they suggested that it would be a great idea to have you because not only do you do these great things for the county, you are also an avid hunter in your spare time.
1: Yes, I am. Yes, I am. Also a father of three children. So it's in my spare time. All right. Well, let's give
0: a shout out to your kids. What are your kids' names?
1: Uh, Alyssa, Joey, and Nina. Uh, very Alyssa nice. Alyssa and Joey are up at, in college at WVU, and Nina's still at home. So nice. hopefully that'll free up a little bit more hunting time. Oh, very
0: good. <laughs> and not a whole lot of money, but it will free yeah, up the hunting absolutely, time. absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> well, first of all, let's get started with why do you hunt?
1: I've hunted since uh, I was 21 years old. When I turned 21, I went and bought my own hunting license, bought my own shotgun, and had some friends that were involved in hunting and uh always was interested in it but um didn't ha didn 't do it much when I was young. My father hunted when he was growing up, but it was really out of necessity, not okay. out of leisure sport or anything like that but he, when I was growing up, he didn't want to hunt because, you know, he had to do it when he was young. It wasn't uh, something that was enjoyable to him, sure. but uh, I do it really to, to get away from everything to the peace and quiet, the relaxation, the, you know, just being one with nature and, and plus you get to come home with a little bit of meat too. Sure. So on occasion, if you're lucky. <laughs> Absolutely. Like,
0: well, I know something that I've heard that surprised me
1: uh-huh. was
0: that, some of the biggest contributors or contributing sources of revenue for conservation efforts yeah. in this state is because of hunting.
1: Yeah, license fees and all that good stuff. Absolutely. Okay. All right. Absolutely. And I,
0: I would imagine that since it's a hobby, it's something that you enjoy doing. If all of a sudden there were no more deer... Yeah, so yeah. it's all about conservation as absolutely,
1: well. Absolutely, absolutely. And and the the resources in James City County, we still have a lot of that are available. Uh, unfortunately, a lot of it's private land. Um, okay. And uh, there are some wildlife management areas. There's the Chickahominy Wildlife Management Area in in Charles City. There's the Ware Creek Wildlife Management Area that's in in New Kent. Mm-hmm. And and we have our own, I think, 260 acres over at the landfill, which is Pals. Okay. And that's kind of a joint effort between DGIF and the I mean, municipality the other areas the wildlife management areas are actually land that's owned by the state okay so that's the kind of the difference there but um the pals area that we have is adjacent to the landfill from what I've heard um, I know a lot of people that, that do hunt there and they say it's productive it is kind of limited as far as the resources. it's only 2 hundred and sixty acres and I think it's limited to the the parking areas. So you only have uh, so many opportunities. you got to get there early, and you got to be one of those five or six people that get in that lot. Otherwise, you're not able to hunt there. Okay. Yes, DGIF, and hopefully the county as well, uh, can do some things in the future as far as conservation and making these opportunities available to the public.
0: Now, you threw in a couple of acronyms there, so let's go back. DGIF Uh is Department of Game and Inland Fisheries? Yes, correct. Okay, and what does PALS stand for?
1: PALS is the let's see it opens uh public additional land for hunting and like i said it's a program where the counties or the municipalities partner up with dgif dgif gives some initial startup money for a parking area some signage Mm -hmm. um and then after that the municipality really runs the thing i think there's an 18 dollar fee that goes through dgif okay uh, for a pass that you have to have but other than that it's really a partnership with the the municipality the other parcels the wildlife management areas are solely owned by the state
0: okay Now, tell me, what do you hunt?
1: I like to hunt a lot of things, but unfortunately, time constraints, turkey and deer are the, the primary two things that I hunt. Okay. Uh, on occasion, if I'm uh, out hunting deer or turkey and I run across a coyote or a bobcat or something like that, then we might uh, take a shot on that, depending on the season. Or okay. there are some limitations as far as some of the nuisance species as well.
0: Okay. Now, I know that there are dates, That hunters have to follow. It's not just once it's September, you can just go hunt any old time that you want. Those are, I tried to look them up on DGIF's website. That's pretty intense. There are a lot of different dates to stay on top of.
1: There's a lot of moving parts. Um, We have a uh, urban archery season. Um, Our county admin was very gracious to establish an uh, urban archery season. It's it's necessary in this area because of the development. There's not as much habitat as there used to be. And and the deer, they find those little pockets and and unfortunately they're right along the the corridors where the roads are. So you get a lot of car strikes or animal strikes. And there are a lot of private land opportunities a lot of clubs that are available out Mm -hmm. there and unfortunately a lot of the clubs don't allow for bow hunting okay they really primarily run dogs and and hunt deer that way that kind of limits the private opportunities for bow hunting but we have urban archery season that starts i think the first week in september then that runs believe it or not all the way through the last week in march that season's limited to does only okay the regular bow season starts this saturday so friday night's gonna be like christmas eve for all the the local (laughs) hunters but um the bow season starts saturday and then then you can shoot either does or bucks and then that runs for about a month then you get into the black powder season that's about two weeks okay in this area two to three weeks no i think it's three weeks in this area two weeks in the mountains um then you get into the regular general firearm season that lasts until the first saturday in january and then you revert back to the urban archery season until the end of March. So, wow! So yeah, it's 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 a busy, <laughs> and that's just for the the deer. Never mind the the turkey because the turkey is you have a fall season in turkey, um, where you have archery as well as firearms in the fall, and in the spring season you have spring gobbler where you can only shoot the males with firearms.
0: Okay. So. Well, now something that I am taking from what you're saying is right. that this is a pretty well regulated hobby.
1: Absolutely. Okay. That it's absolutely. not just
0: people can go out whenever and shoot whatever no, and no. not at all.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: Is it your experience that people take that seriously? Yeah.
1: Oh, without a doubt. Every year when we have uh, organized hunts, typically a game warden will come through and, and do you know what, he, what he's required to do. He'll uh-huh. come through and do license checks and make sure everybody's in, in accordance with the regulations. So that's the key things to make sure that, that you're in compliance with the local regulations and the ultimate thing is to make sure that everybody's safe. Right. Because it needs to be a you know a fun thing as well as a productive thing. But uh bottom line is safety.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So you mentioned archery, you uh, mentioned shotguns, you've mentioned black powder.
1: Yes. Uh-huh. Muzzle loader. Muzzle loaders, loader. Uh-huh. thank you. Okay. Uh, yeah.
0: And you mentioned running dogs. Yeah. All of those things happen here in James yes, City County.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. Running dogs is a strong southern tradition. There's been some opposition. The local farmers are in strong support of, of the, the hunting efforts locally because of the, the damage that they incur from the, the deer eating the crops. So, oh, okay. Um, that's always been a strong lobby to support the, the dog hunting. A lot of people are opposed to that, um, but it's a, it's a strong Southern tradition. Um, and I don't really see it uh, going by the wayside anytime soon.
0: Well, and I understand that most hunters that have dogs, yeah. they take really good care. Oh, absolutely. of those dogs.
1: Absolutely. Not only there are a huge investment as far as getting them trained, taking care of them, making sure that you know they're 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 safe as well, right? But also the the technology and the equipment that a lot of these hunters have with the the GPS tracking collars, mm-hmm. um, a lot of that stuff is very expensive, so to lose a dog and or the equipment in a hunt is, is a sad thing and and nobody wants to you know, have that happen. You know, ultimately the, the people involved with the organized hunts, The main priority is is getting everybody out on stand, having a safe, productive hunt, and then at the end of it, making sure that we get all these dogs back and and they go home safe and sound at the end of the night. So So
0: the myths of hunters just letting their dogs out and not really caring whether they make it back or not, it's just a myth.
1: Right. Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. All right. Absolutely.
0: Very good. So what sorts of things do people hunt here in James City County?
1: Uh there's a variety of, of species that you can hunt in James City County. Mm-hmm. It starts early with the dove season. So starts first week in September. Um, that's where you drive down the see all the, the agricultural fields or the farm fields where they have one row they cut all the corn except for one or two rows uh-huh. and the farm the hunters can actually stand in those rows of corn when the birds fly over it gives them a little bit of cover really like they stand there with a the dog or the retriever or whatever shoot the birds and then the dogs can run out and retrieve the the animals so okay. but it starts with dove and then squirrel small game starts and the the urban archery starts at the same time for the deer okay um, fall I think in first First or second week of October, you actually have an uh, archery turkey season, okay. as well as with the deer. There's turkey, deer, ducks. Duck hunting is huge in this area because we have so much water. We have you know James sure. on one side, uh, York River on the other side. So mm-hmm. there's tons of of opportunities for duck hunting. Of course, the nuisance species, the the bobcats. Believe it or not, there's plenty of bobcats really? in James City County. Okay. As well as the coyotes. Okay. Uh, um,
0: yeah, let's talk about coyotes. I yeah. know once again myths. We've yeah. had people say, "Well, there's a bounty on coyotes," and isn't that nah, true? No,
1: nah, there, there used to be one, probably about 15 years ago in New Kent. Okay. Um, but I, as long as I've been in James city County, I'm not aware of a bounty okay. associated with them. Typically the hunters do, uh, if they do see coyotes, they usually do kill them because of the fact that they are detracting from, from the, the hunt to tell you the truth. So, okay.
0: Yeah, okay. Yeah. How do they
1: detract from the hunt? Uh, the coyotes, believe it or not, they will kill deer. Um, oh. they'll, they'll go after the smaller okay. ones, the sick ones or injured ones. Okay. Um, and they get into a pack, hunt like a pack and, and take down an animal. Okay. Um, they're also bad, the, the coyotes and the bob. Cats are bad as far as the uh, young turkeys. Okay. Any any young animals uh, that are potential um, prey for them. So, okay.
0: And uh, I know that there are folks that live in the county that live in the right zone that yeah. they're able to have backyard chickens. I would imagine. Yeah.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. That that Absolutely. causes a problem. I live in the Wellington neighborhood, and um, uh, I hunted a piece, or, or still on occasion do hunt a piece in the front of the neighborhood mm-hmm. uh, across from the parking and ride, and I've seen coyotes there. Believe really? Or not. Yeah. But when you think about it, because of the location, you know there's corridors where they can travel, uh, where they have thin strips of woods where they can go from one parcel to another. and campgrounds, you know there's a campground adjacent to that, and there's one across the street. Anywhere you have dumpsters, stuff like that, okay. there's sources, food sources for the coyotes. Um, and, and I didn't believe it until, you know, I was out there hunting and I saw one one week and then went back two weeks later and saw a different one. And I was like, Whoa, you know, wow. this is really close to home. Yeah. And we had a little pet, pet rabbit in the backyard, a hollow lop. <laughs> so after that, we started keeping him inside. I am sure. Yeah. I'm sure he appreciated
0: that <laughs> yeah. So now I know that when I was looking over. The DGIF website. Right. Bear, do we have bear here? On occasion,
1: bear will come through. Okay. Um, I think there was one that came through last year, but they're not frequent. They're usually just traveling through. They they like more remote locations, but apparently it's pretty common for them to swim across the river. Okay. Uh, end up in James City County, and and usually they're kind of transient. They're they're trying to find. Uh, better ground for them you know for their habitat because there's too many people around here okay yeah but yeah we we do commonly have sightings though okay (laughs) all right
0: okay let's talk a little bit about some of the regulations then beyond dgif because you said that there's licenses there are dates there's tagging requirements i'm sure there's all sorts of things that you have to be aware of as a hunter what about in james city county what are things that people need to be aware of
1: Well, the primary regulatory requirements in James City County is um, major subdivisions Mm -hmm. are prohibited uh, from from any hunting activity. Um, And a lot of the the major subdivisions have it spelled out in their Declaration of Covenants. Okay, Um, It may not be the, the local requirement, but the local, I believe the local ordinance requires that any major subdivision you're prohibited from hunting in. Okay. Granted, there are lots of minor subdivisions in James City County that have three, five acre parcels that that would be conducive for, for hunting. But, um, that's really the, the big regulation is, is making sure that you're on the right piece of property that Mm -hmm. has the right zoning to where you don't have to, you know, worry about any implications whatsoever.
0: Is there a certain number of feet that if, Um, if you are in a neighborhood that does allow hunting? Yes.
1: You would have to stay, um, 300 foot from a structure. Okay. You cannot be in the public right away. You have to be outside of the public right okay. away. Okay.
0: Yeah. All right. I know that we live off of News Road, okay. and we hear oh, yeah. hunters all the time. You can oh, always absolutely. tell when it's the fall. Um, but they're just they're far away, so yeah. there's no danger to... Sure. Okay. Good to sure, know. Good sure. to know.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And most most folks that are they're out there because they want to have some peace and quiet and, and some relaxation and, and get away from, from from things. So they're not going to. Uh, intensely, you know, post up right next to a house or right. hopefully not shoot in a, a manner towards a, or shooting towards a home or anything like right. that. Yeah. Right, right,
0: because that's, that's not what hunters are all about.
1: No, no, absolutely not. And, and there is some responsibility with that as well, because I think if you were in a situation where you were potentially endangering somebody else, I believe a game warden could, could cite you for a violation. So, okay, all um, right. That's something you have to be cognizant of as well. You have to be aware of, of what's behind you and your backstop, so.
0: Okay, so what if the sound of the guns sounded a little closer than what it normally would? Like, Who should folks call just to make sure everything's okay?
1: Contact the local police department. Okay. That's your first step. Um, either that or the the game wardens. The the only issue with the DGIF is typically you only have one or two game wardens for, for a municipality okay. or a specific area. Um, usually during hunting season, those guys are pretty daggling busy. I you am know, sure. They're running all over the place. Uh, you probably get a quicker response with the local police department, okay. but you could call the Department of Game and, and Fish Use as well.
0: Okay. And for the local police department, that would be 757-253-1800. Okay. So what else do we need to talk about with hunting in the county
1: well uh, hopefully um like i said hopefully there there's good things in the future on the on the horizon for mm-hmm. for james city county hopefully we can uh, you know there are other municipalities in virginia that that have public hunting programs where they allow hunting for on public lands and and we have a lot of beautiful public property mm-hmm. here that that would be conducive to hunting uh, hopefully in the future we can we can do something with that because in the limited time that I've been in James City County, I have seen the resources shrink. Um, you know, we we are a, a growing community, and, right. and and a lot of those areas that previously were used for hunting are, are now um, major subdivisions. Right. So, so hopefully there are things to look forward to with uh, future public lands for hunting
0: opportunities. Okay. Yeah. Now, what if someone owns quite a bit of land and sure. they're not within a subdivision or anything, and right. so are they able to invite others to come and hunt on their land? How does that work, absolutely, I guess? Absolutely,
1: absolutely. Okay. Yeah, typically what you see around here is, is a lot of the larger parcels that that are good for hunting are, are usually scooped up or leased by um, local hunt clubs. Okay. And local hunt clubs, from what I understand, there used to be probably 10 to 20, and now there's only about a handful okay. in, in the county. Because of that, that reason that, that all the land has been – developed or purchased from by development companies and, and there's just not as, as much land available. But yes, anyone that, that has large parcels in, in JCC has opportunities for potential leases to other people or they could you know bring in whoever they wanted to and hunt that property as well.
0: Who should people call about public lands that are open for hunting?
1: DGIF has a, a contact number as well as a website.
0: Okay. When I was looking online, doing some research, 804 829 6580 6580 And their website is dgif.virginia, all spelled out, .gov. There is so much information on that website. Absolutely. It is very overwhelming. If you're <laughs>
1: it's a wealth of information. It you know, is. Absolutely. And, and it's good that the, actually the, the Ware Creek, I've never been to the Chickahominy area, but the Ware Creek um, wildlife management area is adjacent to a small parcel that a friend of mine's family owns. And it's very productive. It's uh, it used to have a club out there before. And then the state purchased it. And before, uh, I don't want to badmouth the club, they're all a bunch of good guys, but before they purchased the property, it was nothing to see 30 or 40 deer out in the field. Oh, wow. Um, after they purchased the property, of course, the numbers dwindled a little bit because they hunted it pretty hard. But, right. But the numbers are coming back now. Okay. Um, with uh, the state purchasing that property, and then an adjacent parcel was purchased as well from the state, and they're actually reforesting that parcel as well. Okay. So, things are heading in the right direction.
0: Okay, very yeah. good. Yeah. Something that I did read, this is a little bit aside, but talking about deer, chronic wasting disease, is that something that you know much about? Chronic
1: wasting, I know a little bit about, Uh, I think it's more so in in the Western part of the the state than it is here. Okay. Um, There's also something called hemorrhagic disease, um, which I believe is associated with flying mites or midges. Okay. Um, And that's something that that the deer get bitten by these mites. And unfortunately, they they don't have something in their immune system to fight this infection that's created. And it's really bad. I think they had some issues with that in New Kent. Um, okay. I don't think we've had any reported cases of either here in James City County. We've been fortunate. But New Kent was um, hit pretty hard two years ago with that. Okay, it's Unfortunately, it's, it's really bad, both of them. Decimate the populations, and and luckily we haven't had too much going on here with that.
0: And again, the DGIF website has all that information. Yes, they have a lot
1: of information. The big thing with that is is when you do harvest an animal, if you see that its tongue's swollen, or mm-hmm. that if its its hooves are sloughed off or cracked. Mm-hmm. Um, just don't look right. Then that may be something you want to contact DGIF. Okay. Yeah.
0: Okay. Have And have you seen anything no, like that no, yet? I haven't
1: seen anything locally
0: here. Okay. All Thank right. Goodness. Yeah. Thank goodness. Thank yeah. goodness. Yes, yeah. for sure. Well, I think a key takeaway for folks, especially the non hunters that yeah. live in the county is to know and to understand the regulations that are out there. Sure. That the fact that the hunters want to continue to hunt and the only yeah. way they can do that. Is if they follow the rules, sure, and that's something that it's an important code for everyone that hunts. Absolutely, I think, to do Absolutely.
1: So. like I said, you know, everybody wants to go out and have a good time, and everybody wants to bring home some, some food for the family, but it all boils down to safety, and that's the whole intent with the regulations.
0: Absolutely, yeah. well, very good. Well, speaking of food. I talked to a couple of our coworkers before you came in and i was told that you are quite the chef when it comes to a couple of deer recipes what are your favorite deer recipes
1: yeah we um i do a little bit with it uh i'm fortunate though i'm not the best cook out of the group that i hunt with okay. um, one of the guys that i hunt with has a, a food truck called dd214 smokehouse oh okay and he is uh, unfortunately uh, not unfortunately he he is the best cook in town and, and i'm, I'm <laughs> spoiled rotten so i don't have to do too much when he's around but, okay but when he's not around i i do um just some basic stuff we do um sloppy doughs which I is heard. sloppy joe mix with uh I, and i do a homemade recipe now i used to buy the canned man which okay um that um jerky and make a lot of jerky with yep. it um i do um Grind up a lot of the deer meat because now I'm getting older, it's easier on the digestive track and all that good stuff. <laughs> but uh, do a jalapeno cheddar sausage so we can, you know, do almost anything with that. All uh, right, grind it up so, but uh, yeah, it, it serves well. My wife, uh, believe it or not, still, you know, still will not eat deer meat. <laughs> yeah.
0: How about your kids? Yeah, my
1: kids will eat it, okay. um, yeah. So, so we can uh, include that in the diet on occasion, but. <laughs> My wife still will not touch it. All
0: right. All right. Okay. Well, now I have, as you may know, I like to ask a few fun questions sure. at the end of the podcasts, just so people can get to know you a little okay. bit better. Okay. So first question, and this could be both at work and at home. What well, motivates you to work hard?
1: I think... Um just a sense of pride and in, in doing what you do. You know, my dad always told me if you do something, do it right. And, mm-hmm. you know, do it a hundred percent and give, give your, give your best and give your all. So I, I think that's just, you know, good words of wisdom that's been passed on from generation to generation is always work hard and do your best in, in whatever you're doing, keep your head up and, and be proud of what you're doing.
0: Very nice. All right. What makes you laugh the most?
1: Um, probably my family. Okay. <laughs> Believe it or not, uh, um, we've got a tight knit family. My mom's in York County. My oh, nice. in-laws live up here in Williamsburg, so okay. we keep in touch with them on a regular basis, and and um, just just doing things with them. And you know, I, I, we're in the process of building a house with with my in-laws. Okay. So,
0: um,
1: I told my wife, I said that we'll probably be the next live version of Everybody Loves Raymond. So. <laughs> Um, and, and that show was hilarious. And, and our life really has a lot of common parallels with that as well. So. Oh, that's funny. Uh, yeah. All right. <laughs> Very
0: good. All right. The last question. If you could only eat one meal for the rest of your life, what would it be?
1: Um, probably my buddy Kevin's uh, DDT-14 barbecue. <laughs> yeah. It'd probably be that, because okay. <laughs> he has the best barbecue in town. And, and he, we, when we do organized hunts, he comes out and brings his smoker. And, nice. Uh, the first hunts are always very productive, but the second hunts usually a wash because everybody's so full. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay. Now, do you prefer tomato based or Carolina?
1: He actually doesn't do either of that. Oh. we In reality, we don't really put much barbecue sauce on his stuff at all. It's he is, that good. He has a dry rub that he puts on it and then smokes it for you know a certain amount of time, and it's so good you don't really need sauce on it. It's, it's awesome. Very good. And what so,
0: sides do you have to have?
1: Uh, coleslaw, beans, all the good stuff. Okay. Very good. Well, that
0: sounds like a pretty good meal to have. Yeah,
1: yeah absolutely. You yep. have to come out and join us on one of our hunts.
0: <laughs> I might do that. <laughs> well, Joe, thank you so much. And hopefully sure. you coming in and talking, will teach people a little bit more about hunting in the county. Absolutely.
1: So. I hope so. I hope that um, everybody can get out and enjoy the, their time out in the woods and our goal every year is to bring some, some of the young kids in and get mm-hmm. them involved in it. Uh, last year, we had three kids in our group that, that killed their first deer. So wow. that's always the, uh, a productive season. You know, If you can get something like that going on and, and get kids interested in being outside instead mm-hmm. of playing with their phone all day long, that's <laughs> always a beneficial thing. So
0: Well, and again, you're teaching the kids respect for nature, respect sure. for safety. Yeah, it's a good thing. Absolutely. All right. Thanks so much, Jeff. Thank you for having me. Well, that wraps up this episode of This Week in James City County. Thank you so much for tuning in. As always, please take a moment to go on our website. We're at jamescitycountyva.gov slash podcast. And while there, you're going to be able to find all of our episodes as well as a form where you can give us feedback, give us show ideas. We would love to hear from you. So that wraps it up and we will talk with you next week.